All right, so for our newer listeners out there, um, we have a couple of different styles of show. Um, we've got some core episode shows that revolve around some of the core adversities that you're going to need to overcome in order to start your own business. Um, those are episodes one through nine on whatever platform you're listening on. So if it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or even YouTube, go click to our main channel and then go all the way back to episodes one through nine. You can watch those, watch or listen to those core episodes, and they will give you all of the nitty-gritty of everything you're going to need. Um, next up, we have some Q&A shows where we answer questions submitted to us by viewers. A lot of those questions are created during their listening of the first nine episodes. They'll listen to those first nine episodes. They'll have a couple of questions that are specific to their business, and then they can email them to us. If you want to email us questions, you just simply email askmitch at mitchsmedley.com, M-I-T-C-H-S-M-E-D-L-E-Y.com. And we can, uh, we'll, we'll get those emails. Uh, we'll always reply to your emails, but uh, if your questions are good enough, we'll also make a show about them as well. Um, some other types of shows that we have, we have some guest episodes where we'll bring on guests who have started their own companies and we'll talk about some of the successes and failures they've had. Uh, we have some general business topic shows as well. And then we have shows like we're going to do today called Beyond the Void. And this is where we let the business stuff take a little bit of a backseat and we talk about some of the more uh, social topics that are current in the world today. So always social, sometimes political, sometimes not, just kind of depends. But um, uh, we, we kind of help wrap your mind around how to navigate today's social world in all of the, the craziness that's going on. So today's show is a Beyond the Void show, so a little less business, a little more social. And today we are going to be kind of rehashing an episode. So we, we recorded a show last week about Elon Musk's and Elon Musk and his purchase of Twitter. When we recorded this show last week, it was one day after it was announced that he was going to be buying Twitter. Um, <laughs> we had some uh, technical difficulties with that show, and we, we yeah. did the entire show, and then we found out that there were some problems with the audio file, and we were not, unfor unfortunately, we were not able to give you that show. I think Mitch unplugged his mic on purpose because yeah. he didn't want to talk about it. Something happened with my microphone to where I could hear myself in the headset the entire show. However, something was wrong with my microphone to where the audio file had my mic mm -hmm. off of it completely. And, uh, uh, I mean, as, uh -huh. as good looking as Dave is, uh -huh. listening to Dave <laughs> have half of a conversation with himself for an hour is not really that entertaining. You know, that's my life. So yeah. I'm talking to you myself, talk to, to myself. So literally, I'm only one <laughs> half of myself. Yeah. So that's like my life all the time. Yeah. So, so if you if, if you want, we'll send you that just one half an episode, and you can know what it's like to be me. It, you'll be insane in thirty minutes. Yeah, it ain't good. <laughs> I mean, we tried. We really, really tried. So it was bad. Um, it was but, pretty bad. Uh, thankfully, that's still a kind of current enough topic that we're going to kind of bring in that as well as some other stuff that's going on Dude, as was, well. So I, I was listening to. Um, I've said this on the show before. I turn tune into Ben Shapiro like yeah. once in a while. But he was talking about it today. Yeah. Again. Yep. 
So it's a pretty current. I mean, it's it's going to be talked about for quite a while. It's so. not that it's a current event. It's that it's a very important issue. Yes. When it comes to First Amendment speech. Yeah. Um, you know how the social media platforms have tried to take over reality. Yeah. And report what they want when they want. How they have tried to push their narrative, no matter no matter what it is you're saying or what it is you're talking about. You're talking about something they don't like, shut it down. Talking right. about something you like, push it super hard. It's just it, it's just manipulation on a national level that can't be allowed to happen. I saw something today, and it's a new it's a new frontier for Facebook. I have a friend of mine on Facebook. He's one of my digital mentors, one of my social media mentors. He was showing screenshots today where he is no longer allowed to use Messenger, Facebook Messenger, for a certain period of time because things that he was messaging people have gone against their community standards. If he were to These sue— These are private messages. He could probably win if he was suing them. I he mean— he tried to sue them. It's pretty wild. Like— I'm going to be 100% honest. My wife and I use Messenger over text, right? We don't use text very much. We use Facebook Messenger. She's my wife. Like, I think she's fucking hot, right? I text her some dirty shit. (laughs) I violate community standards on the regular. (laughs) Dirty old perv. I I mean, it just is what it is. It's your wife. I get it. But just like... You know, I violate community standards in Messenger on the regular, and now they're talking about clamping down your Messenger because because of that. We talk about this all the time. Whatever, like you can talk to Alexa or Google or whatever, dude. They're taking all that stuff and they're putting it in a file. Oh gosh, yeah. If if you or I tried to like run for Congress, it would never happen. Like it would just get leaked out that this is what they they. I mean, yeah, yeah never, they would find some weird stuff. They'd be like, it. can you believe that this guy thinks that can Lego should believe, be this size? Do you like, believe like, this? Like, I mean, it would just be the just, weirdest shit ever. <laughs> what does it matter with you? I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I'll Google anything. It's it's crazy. <laughs> You're a trip, man. <laughs> so, so last week comes out, Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter. Yeah. Um, Let's it's, get into it. It's what? pretty cool. The 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 if you look into the nitty gritty of how he's doing the deal, it's actually kind of neat. Like he's able to leverage the future value of his shares of Twitter to purchase Twitter. Like that's it's kind of a neat thing how they're doing it. Um, and of course, he has some outside investors and everything else. But but first off, if he just wants to pay write a check, he can write a check. Yeah, he can I write mean, a check. It helps out the fact that he's not greedy, right? Like yeah. he doesn't own a home. No. The only thing he owns is a badass private jet to take him from business venture to business venture. That's pretty cool. Does he Airbnb or does he just rent condos? Um what's he do? No, I I, I don't know a whole lot I, about Mr. It, Musk. It may have changed now, Musk. but the last time I looked into it, and I don't know how dated this was, but like he was living in a living quarters like in one of his buildings. Like so, one of his buildings he had like put living quarters in. And Let's he was be honest. In that. Don't like you say that. Like, oh, it's just some. It was probably super nice. Uh, most likely, I mean, it was probably a high rise in L.A. I mean, it was probably. No, I don't really think really nice. I don't. I don't want to get the impression it was that, but I mean, I'm sure it was nice wherever it was. But well, it, it wasn't probably a, some big giant warehouse. It somewhere. wasn't some crap junky old hundred and ten year old brick building in downtown Casey. 
Like, no. It's not a shack. No, it's not a piss stained mattress or anything. No, it's a nice place. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. It's a nice place. Yeah. But, I mean, he's kind of the model of a guy who's going to reinvest everything back into his business to watch his business grow. And yeah. he doesn't need to take that stuff personally. Why? Uh, so, so uh, on the topic itself, why do you think that it makes people so mad that he's going to buy it? Uh, I think people get mad. So the people, you'll notice it's kind of a, the one certain type of person that's getting upset that he's buying it. Um, and that's going to be, do you mean employees or like actual, just general people, No, general people in the population. It's going to be of a certain political affiliation and everything else. And, and I think what you're learning is the people that are really upset about that are the people like, it's kind of a big tell, like they're showing their poker hand of, who listens to the media and follows the media, the mainstream media's instructions to the T and who doesn't, right? Most of your free thinking individuals that have the ability to come up with a thought on their own don't really care that he's buying Twitter. And if anything, they may be happy that he's buying Twitter. People that wake up every day and turn on the news and like they use the news like their daily compass to tell them how they're supposed to feel. Yeah, it's that their day. barometer for the day. Right. Those should are I the be people mad that are today? upset. What it, I shouldn't say should I be mad today. It's what should I be mad at today? Right. That's what that's where, what new where news was is. the bloodshed today? Yeah. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. That's that's the new. Yeah. Not the new, but I mean. And and you'll notice a lot of those same people are the same people that like let's say thunder like we're in the Midwest we get thunderstorms right we just had by the way we just had a badass tornado like three hours from here yeah that they got some amazing. <clears throat> Footage Luckily, up. no one was killed. No one was killed except for those three kids. That did you see that? Yeah, some storm chasers. Some storm were, chasers yep, from the I saw that. University of Oklahoma were driving back, hydroplane, yeah, hit a semi, killed yeah. them all. Unrelated to the tornado, awful. They just yeah, hydroplane them some awful. water. Yeah, it is awful. Just kids. Um, but there was numerous, numerous footage of this Andover, Kansas. It, like if, if you're listening to the show and you want to look it did up, did you see half of it was drone footage? Yeah. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm looking at the drone footage and I've flown some of the little ones that are like two foot by two foot. Yeah. You know, that have the four and you're trying to fly them. If it's 10 mile an hour wind, I can't fly the son of a gun. It's in the ground. You got these the, guys are like, I mean, it, you got it's the wrong perfect. Drone. It's per. I didn't buy it. So I'm not spending five grand on a drone. It's perfect. It's just taking video. You know, side. Side tangent here. You bought um, a drone for no, five no, no, grand no. and I'm regret going, it. I'm going to buy one, <laughs> but um, uh, you can take videos last, of yourself so driving around. Last <laughs> Christmas, two Christmases ago, um, for Christmas lights on our house, I made this big, giant, twelve foot by twenty four foot American flag out of Christmas lights. It's got like six or seven hundred LED lights in it. It's fucking amazing, right, Mister Griswold himself? Yeah. Like, it's it's wild. And First we, off, we live at the end of the street, so, like, everybody – it's not like, oh, you're driving by this house. No, like, the whole way down the street. And and we live right off kind of First off, road. you can see it off Adams Dairy yeah. Parkway. Yeah. You, like, you like, can see it. You can see it, right? Yeah. So I it's, put it up two Christmases ago. I've told friends as we've driven by, like, that's my buddy Mitch's house. And yeah. they, they just roll their eyes. They're like, oh. Yeah. The, you're oh, – okay, you're friends with him? Yeah. So – Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, we're friends. Last year, I put it up on my house for, like, three or four weeks over 4th of July. Like, as we're coming up into June – Nice. I put it back on my house. My HOA, like, half of them hate me because of this, but I don't give a shit. First off, if you if, if people in your HOA hate you – because you're, you're showing doing, an American flag. You're doing something right. On the day of our independence. Yeah. Right? Right. So get off it. Anyway, 
because it was Fourth of July, I have a buddy of mine. Like I reached out to a couple of friends, and I'm like, "Hey, do anybody know anybody who have a drone?" Right? Buddy of mine lets me borrow his drone for a couple of weeks. This thing's fucking cool. Like, like it was a legit drone. It goes five miles away. Wow. Like, like you could fly it to my house. I could fly it over your house and record in your windows and like all from my house. It is. It's kind of creepy, but first off, cool. have you seen that episode? I, I think I saw it on ridiculousness of the old lady. She wasn't old. She was probably 55. Shoot that one down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. anybody flies a drone over my house. The shotguns are right by the fireplace, totally. and I will. That thing will be on the ground. Yeah, and, and I'm <laughs> sure there's probably some laws against doing all that. And I'm not saying. I oh, would. I think there are. It's just really impressive how far away this yeah. thing can go from your house, and like you, you don't. Does have he a line use of radio frequency? What does I don't it do? know. I'm not going to act like I even know how it works. I just know <laughs> that you dock your cell phone on the top of it, and you're watching the entire thing on your cell phone, and you can record and everything, and it's freaking cool. Well. I'm getting, I, sounds like I I'm getting a, a free cell phone if you fly it over my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, your cell phone didn't go on the drone. Your cell phone goes on the, the, the uh, controller. I thought you meant it went on the drone. No, I'm watching and the drone use footage the camera on my cell phone. From your phone. So no. what, what camera does it use? It has just one built in. It's got a gimbal camera on the bottom nice. of it. Yeah, it's cool. But So I had a buddy of mine let me borrow his drone, and I put it up like four or 500 feet in the air, and I kind of zoom in on the American flag on my house. And then, like, all of my neighbors around me are rednecks. It's kind of funny. We're rednecks, but we live in a neighborhood, right? So our cul-de-sac just gets overrun Mitch with is, mortar shells like crazy. Yeah, Mitch is the guy you don't want living in your subdivision because he it's, fires up all the other guys that are don't want to. It's possible my 10-year-old may have had a run-in with the cops on 4th of July, <laughs> two 4th of Julys ago. Yeah, because so, you're the guy. Yeah. You're the guy. You're like, okay, that's we don't want him here, but he's here. Right. And then he goes around and fires up all the other guys who are – they want to be that guy, yeah. but they're kind of afraid. But then he goes over there and gives them like three beers and talks them into yeah. doing something Here's stupid. Here's a case of beer some M80s does. and join us. And they're like, okay. Yeah, come on down. I, hey, buddy, I got a keg. It's yeah. in the driveway. You got a keg for Fourth of July? Hell yeah, come on, free beer. Yeah, and if it runs right through you, I got a urinal in the garage too. So you yeah, can just have at it. Yeah, it's not uh, It's not good. So so we park this I mean, drone. I mean, I like it. But. We park this drone like 600 feet in the air and we start shooting mortar shells off. And so I've got like all these cool photos from the drone. 600 feet in the air looking at my flag and mortar shells going off right in front of the drone, like like 30 or 40 feet from the drone. It's cool. Yeah. It's really neat. It sounds cool. If I was in your subdivision, I'd be the guy shooting mortars at your drone. At the drone. Yeah. Right. I'd well, be trying to take them down. The I mean, first, they'd be on an angle. I'd yeah. be trying to get the arc right. We parked that drone up in the air, and the first couple times we're like, eh, this should be good. And then the first mortar shell goes off, and like pieces of it hit the drone, and I'm like, Eek, go up another couple oh, yeah, hundred I'm going to have to write a check. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. but uh, We've gotten completely off topic. I can't even remember where we were, to be honest with We you. were talking about Elon Musk. Yeah. but I don't know how that I don't know how we got on the drones. Musk. I don't either. But uh, um, so let's, let's get a lot of the people that are upset about the whole Elon Musk thing and the purchase of it are people that are – like getting their guidance for the day from the news. And I don't care what political affiliation you are, you should probably turn off the news. Literally, the, the news's whole purpose is to scare you into keep watching, right? You'll notice they do this on a couple of things. Every freaking day, it's about a shooting or a killing or a murder or something, right? Yeah. It's tragic. Yes, I'm not going to act like it's not. However, it's gone on every day since eternity, and it will continue to go on. And whether you're watching it on the news or not, ain't going to change your life. So it's only going to drag you down. So turn it off for that reason. Another reason is 
when a thunderstorm, we're in the Midwest, thunderstorms happen. When a thunderstorm comes through the area, turn it on three or four different news channels and watch. Yeah. And then go turn it on like the National Weather Service or the Weather Channel and watch. They're turning up and down the sensitivity of their radar for ratings. I guarantee you, your local news channel will have much more red in their radar than like the National Weather Service or the Weather Channel. Because the National Weather Service and the Weather Channel don't need your ad money. They don't need your ratings. They're no. literally providing We're a service. paying for that anyway. Right. <laughs> you turn on your local news channel, <clears throat> and all of a sudden, what was green on the National Weather Service has spots of red and purple and everything, right? And then you have these personalities on your local news that are telling you to seek shelter and everything else. Meanwhile, your weather channel's like, yeah, it's a garden variety yeah, thunderstorm. You're going to have some hail and some winds. Yeah. You're going to be fine. That is you know? right there. Those two factors alone should convince you that the news doesn't care about you and they only want to scare you. And it's, it, let's be honest, it's their job to get ratings to make money so that they get paychecks. Yeah. But it's, a, it's an incredibly unethical way to go. Yeah, about but it. the integrity is is pretty bad. Right. I watch like I watch Newsmax is what I watch, or I'll watch News Nation. Yeah, they don't have local weather on there, but they're they're pretty good about you know okay I'm gonna put the facts out there. This is what it is, you know, and, and move on. The thing with Elon Musk and buying this Twitter <clears throat> for a long time, all of these social media platforms have been dictating to you. The news you're getting. Yep. You know what I mean? And they've been dictating to you what you see, what you don't see. Free speech, as they see it. That's quotations for those of you on Spotify that can't yep. see my yep. fingers Air up quotes, here. free speech. Yeah, free speech. They're trying to dictate to you what free speech can or can't be because they feel like they have to protect you. Well, they're trying to protect you from the truth. Most they're, of the time, they're trying to. They say they're trying to protect you, but they're trying to shape what you see and what you think. Yeah, so that they can, um, you know, we just talked about this with Disney. You know, they're trying to groom children. Basically, mm -hmm. is what they're trying to do. The news is trying to do the same thing to you. Yeah, it's it doesn't work the same as in they're trying to actually change your brain into thinking this certain way. But if you only see one thing. You're going to believe that one thing. Right. Okay. And it, it, it's obvious when the employees of Twitter are completely panicked, it's obvious that there's a problem. Yeah. Because they have literally been cheating the system for so long and they're afraid that they're all going to get caught. Yeah. And they're either going to go to jail, be fired, um, you know, whatever, because they know that they have been changing the algorithms so that you see what they think is important. Yeah. And that's not free speech. That's that's First Amendment manipulation is what yeah. that is. Yeah. And with all the claims, too. So, mm. I mean, just calling it how it is, Twitter was incredibly left-leaning, right? And so a lot of the far right-leaning personalities with a great subject and a great voice and a great delivery, they put themselves on a platform to have a, a great audience, Right. Well, you're seeing a lot of right leaning personalities just within the last week. All of a sudden, their following is growing by hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And, and their tweets. I only have a thousand followers. I don't understand what's going on. And then boom. Oh, the shield's been lifted. Yes. Oh, because they're trying to cover their ass. Yeah. And right now before. they're like, like people aren't going to be able to. The problem with technology and what I don't think these idiots realize is it leaves a trail no matter what. 
Yeah, but we are really good about accepting glitches, right? Um, we're really good about uh, ignoring the fact that that shit just doesn't happen like that. And that's what I, I don't was talking get, about I don't before get, this show. Yeah, I don't want to get too far PC. off in the weeds like with Jeffrey Epstein, right? But the fact that the guy's under such scrutiny and he's under 24-hour surveillance and everything else and he manages to die in his cell and ironically all of the security cameras glitched at that moment. Yeah. Like anybody with half a brain can realize there's some total horseshit going on there. Yeah. But yet we're okay to just dismiss it like well, it doesn't really affect me that much, so I'm just going to ignore yeah. it, right? Yeah. That's well, that's the Republican way of thinking yeah. for the last 25 years. Take that, that same passion to be changed. of it doesn't really affect me that much and use it proactively and turn off the fucking news. Because guess what? Whether you learn today that somebody, some thug who was in the wrong place at the wrong time and hanging out with the wrong crowd got murdered in the big city near you, whether you learn that or not, it's not going to affect your daily life. Yeah, you don't it, need that from the news. Is it awful? Of course, it's awful. Right. I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay that. And but if I could fix it, I would. Yeah, I but just, don't I let don't them. How you're saying? Don't let them suck you in right. to their drama every day right. and make that part of your real life. Right. You know what I mean? You just, you know, people do that and they let it overrun them, and all of a sudden, that's all they care about. Yeah. And they just let it dictate everything they do, yep. no matter what. And it's just, it's it's a really, really good way to piss your life away yeah. doing nothing. I, I often, and we've talked about it before, I've often said that, you know, I, I kind of qualify everything through the circle of influence. Um, I, I picture everything falls in a circle, and it's either in the circle or out of the circle. And that circle is, does it affect me personally? And if it does... Can I affect change on that subject? So a guy getting shot in downtown Kansas City, a guy I don't know, never met, don't know any of his family, never met him, a guy that hangs out with a crowd that I don't care about or anything like that. If he gets shot, does that affect me? No. Can I affect change in that area? No. So I'm not going to worry about that. So much so that I'm not even going to watch the news to even listen about it, right? Now, Maybe one day I'll be in a position to possibly maybe affect change in that area. Kind of doubt it. I mean, it's kind of like a running theme of all of history, right? Yeah, you, get, you can't be everywhere at every time. Right. The right. people that are in that community need to do something. Right. And it, it doesn't matter where it is, you yeah. know. And, and sometimes that doing something it, is simply leaving that community. If it's a block away from your house, that's different. You it's, can affect change. Whether maybe. it be Whether it be... Okay, say say you don't actually make a change. Say you start a neighborhood watch in your area because right. you guys didn't have one. Maybe you have a few more streetlights put up. Yeah. Maybe you have a patrol. Maybe you call um, down to the local police station and say, I want extra patrol up here, and yeah. you create such a fit that they do it. Yeah. That That gets back to the community involvement thing that we talk about all the time. If everyone did that, yeah, and everyone worried about their little piece and their little neighborhood. All of the neighborhoods would be safer. Yeah, you You're know, s- you'll still see stuff when like suburbia, like white collar well, tra- type crimes. Tragedies stuff. still happen, okay? right? But if you could, if you could say you could cut it by ten percent and save two lives, yeah, okay, that's worth it. That's right. affecting change, right? 
But if but it takes everyone to do that in their own communities. Don't right. get what we're saying is don't get caught up in other communities that are out of your jurisdiction, that are out of your reach, that aren't even that close to you, and don't let that dictate your life. Right. Right. So the you've got the 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 mainstream media that is really trying to convince you that Elon Musk shouldn't own Twitter. And the reason they're doing that is because they were really liking how left-leaning tr- Twitter was. They were re- like Twitter was helping them with their left-leaning. It agenda. was another news outlet for them. Yeah, that's that's basically what it was. Yeah, and so not only is Twitter freaking out, but now all of your mainstream media is kind of freaking out because now one of the larger social community or social media platforms out there is going to be a whole lot more transparent and that's going to make it a lot more difficult for mainstream media. It's easy for mainstream media to convince you of things that aren't true when all other media outlets are kind of in alignment with that. Well, the more other media outlets that are out there that start giving you reasons to consider other options. Yeah. All of a sudden now the mainstream media's job gets a little bit more difficult. You notice there hasn't been as much um, Facebook jail going on either right right a lot like, less fact checking well there a was lot a less facebook jail well and when except i except for my buddy when just he got says put in jail for messenger when he says facebook jail quote unquote air quotes for all of you listening you know i mean that's just literally every week someone was like oh hey i'm back on i was in facebook jail for posting this or i was i haven't right. seen one in a month right you know well it, some of that is i don't know if they're i don't know if it's because it's some of that, I think, is they're laxed on their standards. Okay, maybe. But other parts of it, too, is on a long enough timeline, people realize what it takes to get in Facebook jail and what it takes to get out of Facebook jail and all of that bullshit. And they, I mean, on a long enough timeline, as much as you want to bitch about it, it will change the mindset of an individual, right? Like, uh, when we were growing up, if I said something wrong to you, you'd punch me in the nose. Or right? at least be like, dude. Right. There'd so be at least words. If you know? somebody says something wrong to somebody on Facebook, they'll call them out, right? Well, now, depending on what words you use to call somebody out on it, you might get put in Facebook jail. And and so some people will refrain from calling somebody out as they should. Um uh, they, they will refrain from that simply because they don't want to deal with the hassle of Facebook jail. And so on a long enough timeline, Facebook jail still changes the culture of social media yeah. because it forces you to behave in a certain way. There's also a lot of small business owners that run Facebook pages, right? And yeah. what's one of the number one things that happens when you go to Facebook jail? It tells you that your posts in groups or community pages will rank lower in the feed. Yeah. Less people will see them. Well, yeah, if you're using Facebook to generate customers and grow your business, you have to be careful on what you say. Exactly. That is also First Amendment manipulation. It is. It absolutely is. It's so, 100%. I um, mean, there's a there's a city very close to here, Shawnee, Kansas. They just made a whole bunch of new government rules. Their legislation says that if four people, if, if, if you have four adults living in a house and not all four of them are related, 
that is now in violation of the city ordinances. And and so basically, if if a guy buys a house and he wants to get a couple of roommates to move in with him to help him cover expenses, yeah, they're now in violation of city ordinance. Do you know why they did that? So they did it because Airbnbs are becoming really popular and people are buying single family homes with like four bedrooms. Yeah. And, and they're taking out. that four bedroom house and maybe they're even adding a fifth bedroom and they're renting all of those bedrooms out individually on Airbnbs. And and so you end up with this mass chaos thing, right? Well, guess what? The city didn't have to come up with new ordinances to stop that. It's literally like it's zoned single family home. So it's it's zoned not for commercial use. It's zoned residential. Yeah. R one. It's not zoned for a hotel. And so all they had to do was enforce their current zoning regulations. Yeah. And they can fix it. This get, that's this is a whole side tangent, but this gets back to people being stupid and not knowing exactly what's going on in their own communities. Right. And getting back, th- this is what we talked about um, when we talked about people running for school board and people not knowing what was going on with their people teaching their kids in schools. Yeah. Because you know maybe I shouldn't say stupid. Maybe it's because people are ignorant or lazy and they don't realize what's actually going on because they don't want to be diligent. Yeah. I mean, if you literally sit down, and we've talked about this before, you know, when people, when society gets smarter and te- technology gets smarter, people get dumber. Yeah. That's the same thing. This stuff didn't happen in the 80s because people knew what was going on in their community. Yeah. Well, and so my issue with the whole thing is like, if the city doesn't want this in their city, all they have to do is enforce the current ordinances that are already in place to get it out. And they don't even, but they don't even realize that. Well, they do That's realize it. It's the the governments want to become bigger. And so the government chose the opportunity to come up with additional laws and additional ordinances. And they disguise it all under, you know, everybody in this neighborhood, we're doing you a favor. We're keeping these Airbnb, these hostile type hotels uh, out of your neighborhood. You you think it's government manipulation, basically? Absolutely. The government is taking a thing and saying, oh, we can come up with more government. We can come up with more rules, additional legislation. Well, in the process, like what, what happens in every college town? Every college town. They're all Airbnbs. A guy buys a house. Yeah, they're almost all Airbnbs. No, before they're, they're not Airbnbs. No, before Airbnb was a thing. It was Airbnb. Guy buys a house. Yeah, and then rents it out to whoever wants says, to come that semester. You instead. kick me 300 bucks a month for rent. You kick me 300 bucks a rent. You kick me 300 bucks a rent. Yeah. All four of us can live here. Everybody pays $100 a month towards utilities. Yeah. We're going to go to the and bars it's all on Friday. Kind of yeah. You're right. We're so, all going to meet back here after the bars close. That's not an Airbnb, <laughs> right? The owner of the home is an individual. He's not running that home like a business, he's not doing it for profit. He's not advertising rooms for rent, right? He's literally saying, hey, I'm looking for a roommate. If you want to share some expenses, that's great. Totally different than what this city ordinance is out to, to knock out. Yeah. And and even my own dad was questioned. Like, like I, I shared a snippet on my Facebook page of, of this, like a paper, a newspaper article of the city ordinance. And it basically eliminates 
a guy from buying a house and grabbing a couple of roommates to share in the expense. It makes it illegal you know what? for I, that to happen. I saw that uh, initially when I saw that, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't look at it. The uh, So there was a guy, and I think it was Shawnee Mission. He was going to buy a house. No, it was his parents' house. They He bought, He was his parents were, I think they were Chinese immigrants, and they came here, he bought them this house, and then they had passed away. And he was going to make it a rehabilitation center right? for addicts, alcoholics, yep. things like that. I thought that's what that snippet was. No. So I just rolled on. I didn't even read it. I thought, oh, well, that's actually probably pretty smart. They I probably mean, should be shutting that thing down. I've got a, I've I wouldn't got want a, that next to my house. I've got a customer of mine through our plumbing company <clears> that he <throat> buys houses. Like, he does this through Airbnbs. He buys houses. It, and it'll be like a four-bedroom, one-bathroom house in downtown Kansas City. And he'll rehab the house, leave it a four-bedroom, one-bathroom, and he will use that to sell or lease or rent, whatever, four Airbnb bedrooms. Yeah. And they all have to share a bathroom, and they all have to share a kitchen, and they all have to share a living room. It's kind of weird. No thanks. I, I wouldn't, do, I wouldn't <laughs> no be thanks. interested in that style of Airbnb, but I'll be honest with you, the guy's booked up all the freaking time. Because college kids are rolling through. Right. Or whoever's just rolling through and they need one spot for one night or right. they need you know right. whatever. And, and so I'm not knocking the idea or anything else. My issue with the whole thing is if a city has an issue with that, all they have to do is just re, uh, reassert their current ordinance that says – this is now a commercial building, right? Because an individual is using this under an LLC for profit. Yeah. So all the, they, they can file it under that. They can also file it under the fact that this is zoned as a single family dwelling and you have four families living here. Yeah. They, they can <clears throat> file it under that. They could have re, redone their own ordinances. However, they were trying the to grow public, government. The public is so freaking blind to the fact that government's growing every day that they allow the city to come up with all of these extra rules and don't realize that now when their kids grow up and they want to go get a space on their own and have their buddies help kick in on rent, it's now illegal. Yeah. That's a big fucking problem. You know why that happens? And, and, And things like this happen all the time. It's because the people that aren't lazy, the people that are out there working and working hard, okay, and then they already get, Limited time with their family. Yeah. They get limited time to do what they want. You know, they have hardly any downtime. They don't want to come home and then have to go to board meetings. And they don't want to have to deal with reading reading through all the crap. Right. You know what I mean? So basically what happens is eight people in that community that are on the board are going to dictate everything that happens. Yeah. And it's it's really, when you get down to it, it's a broken system. Is what it is. And we've talked about it before. Well, it's a broken <laughs> system that's built on the backs of broken public, right? The, the public has not been made aware of the fact that you, it's, very, it's very okay to hold your government accountable instead of allowing your government to run on their own, right? Yeah, and the real problem is the, account, the accountability. So when those systems were set up, you know, people were pretty honest. Yeah. And people were pretty nice. And so there were no real ways to hold them accountable built into the system. Right. And it's hard now to get those accountabilities built back in. Right. You know what I mean? How do you do that? 
Do you, you show uh, you up can, at city council meetings and you voice your opinion that, and you stand your ground. That goes back to what I was just saying, though. The people that are successful and that care are are working so damn hard and have so much going on. Yeah. It's like after, you know, it, it only affects three streets. So if two people go, does it really make a difference? Right. No, it doesn't. Right. You have to really have an uprising. And and that's what I mean when I say broken system. You really have to get to the point where there has to be it's sad to say there has to be an accountability group to keep track of those people. Right. That citizens can go to. It, it's just <laughs> and that's more government too. It's like yeah. what you know, what do you do? So what do you do? It's it's kind of funny you bring that up and we're talking about Elon Musk and Twitter. You know, Elon Musk memes have been like all the rage over the last week about Elon Musk buying everything. Right? I don't watch any memes. Oh. I don't. I don't check it out. I don't get no, into it. No, it's been funny. Like Elon Musk says he's going to buy Coca Cola and make him put cocaine back in it. Oh and, man! Oh uh, shit! Yeah, the good old days. Or, or like <laughs> Elon Musk is going to buy Pornhub and actually make the plumber fix the faucet. <laughs> right. And and I saw one the other day that said like. So locally around here, we have a city around here that's called Independence, Missouri, and it was like the meth lab capital of the world for a long for, time, for a while, for right? a long time. So it's kind of a trashy city. I'm, I'm not going to say it's trashy. It has a trashy stereotype. The, pro- right? the problem with Independence is parts of it are the nicest parts of the city, yeah. and then other parts of it are the worst part. The worst, of, right. And when I say the city, I mean the KC metro area, and yeah. the other parts are the worst. It's yeah. just it's it's just it's all over the map. So it's, I saw and it's huge. It's so big. I saw a meme the other day that said Elon Musk bought Independence, Missouri for eighty seven dollars, and the first <laughs> comment on there was, "Wow, he overpaid." <laughs> it was freaking hilarious. No. Oh my god, he got ripped off. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, um, you you'll look at the people. It's kind of funny. The people that are really really upset about Elon Musk buying Twitter. <clears throat> if you go back and look at their social media feeds, go back three years ago, and they were idolizing this guy for like revolutionizing the electric car industry, and he's going to save the planet, and he's so environmentally conscious, and oh my gosh, I wish everyone would be like him. Why are you talking like a woman right now? That's I, I'm talking like an Elon <laughs> Musk supporter from three years ago, right? And then... You get him like a year and a half ago, and oh my gosh, look what he's doing with SpaceX, and he's just a revolutionary, and oh, this is so great. Like, he beat NASA. I love how, just to go with that, so he's starting these electric car companies, he's doing all these great things, and then he's burning literally 50,000 gallons of fuel in three minutes to get outside of the atmosphere. Like, okay, so he made all these cars and did this, and then launched this giant rocket that did this right i mean what do you i mean and, and then what are you doing dude? and then on top of that he used that giant rocket that's putting all of the pollutant in the mm. atmosphere to put one of his electric cars into orbit yeah like, it's just it's it's literally insanity right it's like do you remember do you remember that movie uh in the 90s armageddon oh yeah with bruce oh Willis? man so, so it, it's it, in my top 10 so in the in the opening scene he's on he's an oil driller and he's launching golf balls at protesters, right? Yeah, he's teeing them off of his oil rig. They're protesting. Uh, stop the drilling. Stop the drilling. 
And he literally says to them, do you know how much gas yeah. that oil tanker you're on Do you is know how much burning? diesel that clunker boat pumps out yeah. an hour? Yeah, it's just like it's just like all these people that are like, don't drill here in America. We want, we want to keep it nice here. Bring in oil cheaper from other places. Yeah. Well, it literally takes them 7,000 gallons of fuel to bring it from China to, to here. here. Right. You could have literally saved a gabillion co2 particle i don't know what they tons right, right, of right, co2 right. and just used our just stuff instead here. and yeah. and our standards are higher so it's cleaner for us to do it here but you're gonna be all butt hurt right when we it's it's silly the amount of insanity that's yeah. in this country right now is just it freaking blows my mind so so you had them all you know on <clears throat> the, you know tesla fanboys or fangirls yeah. and then spacex fanboys or fangirls and then with all this shit in ukraine that was firing up and everything else now Elon Musk is a savior. Yeah, sent the satellites. And he puts the satellites yeah. over Ukraine, you know, because Russia was stopping that which and everything else. Which was great. Which was great, right? All the things he's done loving him. have been great. And then all of a sudden, now that he buys Twitter, and, and this goes to show you, too, that the liberal-minded people that were on Twitter, the fact that they're getting so upset about it is two reasons. One, their mainstream media tells them to be upset, and two— they were fully aware and conscious of how Twitter was suppressing right-leaning oh, stuff. Oh, they knew. Yeah. They knew. And so that is why they're upset. That's why they're so mad. Is because now all of a sudden their advantage has gone away. Yeah. And and so it's really funny to watch. I've got a couple of people that I'm friends with that are just going a complete 180. And they're, they're like one of my friends – I just don't know if it's okay for one man to own so much of a company. And I'm, I, I literally replied on it, and I said, where was this concern whenever he was revolutionizing the electric car world? And where was this concern whenever he was more financially efficient than NASA at getting into orbit? And where was this concern whenever he was aligning satellites over Ukraine? Like, and, the guy's and, got a track record of doing amazing things, being the one guy in charge yeah, of an organization. And, and why aren't you mad at Zuckerberg for owning Facebook? And why aren't you mad right. at Bezos for buying the Washington Post and running Amazon? Right. All of a sudden, it's a problem. You know why it's a problem? Because it's not with your ideals and yeah. your views. And it cuts into your uh, advantage. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's – you know what I've noticed, too? And I shouldn't say notice. I've no known for a long time originally people could come in from the right or the left or whatever and you could talk about you know whatever and you could compromise on things right now it's not that way yeah the left they have literally been taught in colleges i know people firsthand that have told me these things they have literally been taught if you don't agree, fight until you're dead, basically, yeah. is what they've said. Don't compromise. Yeah. Don't fold. Just keep on moving. Yep. That's not how America works. Right. You have to be able to compromise or you cannot move forward. Right. Right. One of the so, – so on that uh, idea of compromise and balance, uh, I saw a graphic <clears> the <throat> other day that was kind of interesting, and it basically shows three different images. And the first image was um, – it just says a few years ago. Um, or, or 10 years ago, um, and it's got your far left, your far right, and then it shows a person that's kind of more centered, right? Yeah. Well, 
the next image is a few years later and you've got your far right doesn't move your guy that's centered doesn't move and then your far left character is actually running way far to the left as far as they can right and then now today's world you've got your far right guy doesn't move your your centered guy doesn't move and your far left person is even farther off into the distance to the left and so what it makes it look like is the guy that used to be centered is now more closely aligned with the far right ideology than centered and that's a problem because the left has drugged the center so far to the left yeah that it makes people that used to be centered appear far right and that's it couldn't be further from the truth you know i i'll use um like with my my own family i use so like my grandmother and my grandfather on my dad's side are super hardcore democrats right and i have you know my dad's right or republican and then my two aunts are left um <clears throat> but i use the example of this is not jfk's democratic party no this is not bill clinton's democratic no. party gosh no if you went back in time and looked and told jfk okay this is what's happening right now he'd be the furthest right son of a bitch in the party absolutely and and absolutely. people that's the real problem with older generations of Democrats. They keep voting Democrat because they think that's where it's at. That's not where it's at. Right. If you would open your fucking eyes and look around, yeah. you know, and, and stop being so focused on Democrat, 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 and just looked at the views and seen what was going on, you'd realize, oh, you know what? I'm probably more center or more just a touch right of center than I thought I was. Yeah. Because like you said, they have pushed everything so far to the left that they're, I mean, it's just, we're in socialism, capitalism. I mean, we're starting to push so far out there yeah. that people don't, and, and people, they have it so good in this country specifically that they don't realize how bad it is in socialist countries yeah. that they, they're like, oh, no. Go go talk to somebody who's escaped socialism. You know, it, I, I was listening to a uh, – it wasn't a podcast. It was a radio broadcast the other day, and they were talking about – they were breaking down different um, races as far as they view uh, Republicans versus Democrats in the current era. Right, and they were they were talking about the Latino culture, Mexican culture. Um, they used to be left, and now they are a ton of them have moved right because a lot of them have come from Venezuela, yep. and South American countries that tried to go socialist or are socialist and realize that doesn't work. Right, and they are scared to death that this country is going to turn into that. Yeah, I mean, and it's just it's just a fact. Yeah, it's just what it is. People need to really start looking around yeah. and realize what's going on. Yeah. And and you'll see that. I mean, you see micro forms of socialism with your social media, right? You see micro forms of socialism um, on Facebook. Facebook uses their community standards almost like a version of a social credit score. And if you misbehave with their community standards, all of a sudden now your your ability to perform on that platform is reduced. And so – that's a big problem. Um, 
you know, if, if me as my business wants to, um, if me as my business wants to excel on Facebook, I have to watch what I say personally because it could affect my business's ability to make a living for me. Yeah. And um, that's a problem, right? That's that's a that that shouldn't be. Now, that's not permission to go out and be completely vulgar and dangerous and and saying things that not. are flat illegal, of course right? Not. But I should be able to share a story that has not been true, proven true or false yet as, as a point of thought or a point of subject. I should be able to share that with my friends and not be reprimanded for it. I should be able to share images or pictures or, or infographics that have yet to be proven true or false and not allow that to jeopardize my business. However, what happens is on those social media platforms, because most of them are far left leaning, what happens is they will take a right leaning post and they will throttle it down or remove it under the heading of their fact checking it. Right. Yeah. And and they'll say that this has not been proven true. And so we can't display it. But then you take an opposing viewpoint that's left leaning and they'll leave it running and say that until it's proven false, we'll leave it up. And so they're using that gray area of true or false to allow them to run more left-leaning articles and fewer right-leaning articles. Yeah. And that doesn't even get into all of the shadow banning and everything else that was going on. I've seen it with my own eyes. There are a couple of guys I follow where – and I've, I've like, clicked to see – like I've changed my settings to see every single update that they have. And and all of a sudden I'm not seeing their updates. And I go click on their page and here's four or five or six updates that I have not seen. Yeah. They're throttling. And it's they're throt they're they're shading me from being able to see that person, right? Yeah. Um and, and that's a problem. First so, Amendment manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. And and it goes all the way down. Like it changes <clears throat> the course of elections. Of course it does. It, it absolutely changes the course of elections. I have a great so. example of that. So two summers ago, I had jury duty downtown. Yep. So I go down there. <clears throat> it was for a murder trial. I find this out later. I got picked. Mm-hmm. I was so fucking mad. Yeah. Like I got, I mean, I'm running my own business. You know I the got key nothing to that, going right? on. Yeah, I know, but I'm an honest person. If you ever get picked for jury duty, you show up wearing a Make America Great Again, a MAGA hat. You're probably right now. No, no, no. This is before that. Show up wearing a MAGA hat and a BLM t-shirt, and they'll be so fucking confused, they'll (laughs) kick you out so fast. So, anyways, so in the pre, so I go down there at 7 a.m. I'm there all day. Literally, I did not leave there till midnight. Right. Because this is a whole, they're picking a murder trial deal. They literally... So they ask all, you know, you're sitting there and they ask all these questions that are raise your hand questions. Right. Okay. You get those questions, you raise your hand, whatever they may ask you other questions. Literally, there was a huge argument between the half of the juror class and the judge and the attorneys about innocent until proven guilty. Three quarters of the people in there, when they asked the question, are you innocent until proven guilty or guilty until proven innocent? 
three quarters of the people thought you were guilty until proven innocent. Oh my! Gosh. In America, I'm not fucking kidding you. This is happening. This is literally happening in front of me. I. What has created that is this social media environment. Yes. Of you're guilty until you can figure it the fuck out, dude. Right. It's the exact same thing, and literally. My eyes were so closed that when this happened, I was, I was literally in shock for like two yeah. hours. I was well, like, "Are you?" I'm li- I'm looking around, and the the two people that were next to me, I'm asking them, I'm I'm looking them, and I'm saying this out loud. We're not in a room that's that big. It's probably the size of your first level, right? Okay, if right. it was all open. Yep. And I look at the guy next to me, and I said, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I mean, loud. Like yep. I'm. I got reprimanded. I'm yeah. like, are you telling me these people are so fucking stupid? They're about ready to be paid th- for a jury. That they think that you're guilty until proven innocent. And the attorney is literally like, uh, sir, you know, they don't know your names. You're right. holding cards with numbers on them. Right. Sir, could you please? And I mean, I am. I mean, I am so fucking mad Hell yeah. at this point. Absolutely. I, I think that's why I got picked for the damn jury because I was, I mean, it was unbelievable, and yeah. I, and now looking back at it, I think the culture that we have created through, um, r- really, news and social media has through, made people real think that through even bullshit though it's like not like true. thinking there's actually some level of importance to Johnny Depp and what's her face heard. Yeah, like they're they're letting that trial run the media and run social media and everything and people are getting heavily invested into this personal defamation like this isn't law this yeah, is no one cares this is he <clears throat> said bad things about me and she said bad things about me and all this shit right like we're literally getting wrapped up in somebody's fucking personal gossip and we're what we're taking from it is some versions of law yeah. And yeah, it's 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 in it's insane. Yeah. What is going on? You've got people in that murder trial that like their legal experience or their experience of the legal system is like Judge Judy. Yeah. Right. Well, and what you know, this gets to the so the Rittenhouse trial. We've talked about this. Yeah. before. So all these people come on there and they're like, nope, he's guilty. He's guilty, 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 guilty. No, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. Right. And so just prove he's guilty. Yeah. And then so he's proven that is innocent in his self-defense. Do you think anyone came out and apologized? No. No, God, no. Fuck no. no. Did anyone come out and say, hey, OK, you know what? Maybe we should have realized it's innocent until proven guilty here. Well, that guy's in this country. to be fucking wealthy. Well, first off, he's already got like three. Discla- he's already wealthy. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's, I can't he's wait until he loaded. sues the sitting president in the United States. I hope he does. I mean, he's got it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I like, mean, he does. The yeah. pro- I mean, all the lawyers are—I'm not going to—we're not getting, we're not getting into that on this episode. Can, can you imagine? But it's just like—this is—I this. I have a personal example of this. So, my mom passed away at the end of January. Right. Okay, COVID, right? She passes away. My stepdad—so, <clears throat> he tells me— He's first off, he's a horrible person. Like I find I find out, you know, after she's passed away, all of these horrible things that he's done money wise. Um, And that's not the point of the story is that he's a bad person or whatever. The the point of the story is um, 
and I'm not trying to throw my sister under the bus here at all because I love her to death, but she is tr- – we were going to get attorneys and take him to court. Okay, that was the whole deal. You know, we're trying to get her retirement money. We know that she wanted us to have it, but the law's against us. Right. Okay, because of, of – because the, she was married to him. Well, because of the beneficiaries that she had set up and the things she had done, and 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 I'm fine with that now. She wanted to go after him, but the whole time she is, you know, after I had pretty much given up, and I was like, you know, I I knew the law. I had talked to some attorneys, and I, I was like, Jules, there's the laws against us here. There's nothing we can do, you know. Right. Well, she's like, well, he's literally. She says to me, she's sending me these texts. Um, well, you know, he was this and that, and we get in front of a judge and tell him, show him what a horrible person he was, and I'm just, I'm thinking the whole time, that's not how the law works. No. Just because you're a bad person does not mean that you're guilty. Right. It, it's not the movies. You don't, you know, it's not you have your parents come up there in front of the judge and say all this, and the judge is like, oh, okay. It's not a popularity contest. No, and and the judge, even if the judge knows that a person is horrible, not talking about my situation, even if they know that he's horrible and that it's awful, if the law states yep. that this money is going to go to this person or these the, these kids in this scenario are going to go to this guardian, yeah. that's what they have to do. Yeah. And that gets to all of this stuff about, oh, well, Elon Musk is a billionaire and he shouldn't do it. Well, guess what? The law doesn't say that. Right. The law says this, and you have to abide by the law. Yeah. That's how a democratic society works. Yeah. You just, sometimes you got to put on your fucking big boy pants and deal with the results of reality. And if you want to live in the greatest country in the world, sometimes you have to make those sacrifices of, we have to trust the law. We have to trust what's happening. You can't throw an adult temper tantrum because you went to Kansas State or KU or MU or Ohio State or Florida State, and they've taught you to don't give up on what, just fight till the end. Right. That's not how it works. No. You have to go by what the law says. We all play by the same system. We all play at the same system. And for all of you that think, oh, the system's rigged. It ain't. Mitch knows me pretty well. I come from a pretty poor family. Yeah. Okay. I've done pretty damn well. Yeah. Okay. My wife, her parents, are, they were not like, you know, right. have all this money. You know what? They worked their asses off. Yeah. And they got to where they are because they did that. Yeah. And that gets back to this show and the personal accountability process that we talk about. That's how you're successful. Yeah. This whole, the government needs to help me. The government needs to do this. I need to get here. I need to do that. No. You need to just say, I need to take personal responsibility, and I need to do these things in my life, or my family tree isn't going to change. Right. It's going to be the same way it's always been. Yep. Yep. You've got you've to take initiative to raise your children you you got to recognize areas where you should have had improvement in your life, and you've got to take initiative to raise your children in a way that they are better than you. Yeah, and, that and, should be the goal. And, and a lot of people take that really shallow, right? They're like, oh, I want my kids to have a better life than me, and so they try to give their kids a better life, and you can't do that. No. You have to teach your children how to make a better life on their own. You have to teach them how to be more successful than you were. 
by passing on the things that you have learned. Overcoming more adversity than it, it, it's kind of weird. It's like a it's like a paradox shift of or a paradigm shift of. Okay, you want your kids to do better than you, but success comes from overcoming adversity. So you literally have to guide your kids into pathways of adversity so that they can overcome it and become better than you. You can't just hand them a solution. No. Because that does that's a short-term fix that does not create long-term stability. And it's it is hard to create adversity at different levels. Right. Okay, it is, but there there is diversity at different levels. Listen, I'm going to give you a. I know we're running it hour a little over an hour, um, so I try to give my daughter, you know, everything that I didn't have, right. or everything I shouldn't say that I didn't have, but everything that I wanted. Yep. You know what I mean? But I also try to teach her that she has to be tough as nails, or she ain't going to make it. Yeah. Okay, and I have been beating this into her. She's nine now, and I've I've been trying to I shouldn't say beat it into her, but I try to I try to have conversations with her about it. Right. Literally, so this is going to seem stupid to some people. So they played Division three soccer last fall, okay, and they dominate. They lose one game in their division. They move them up to D two. They win their first game this spring, and they have lost every freaking game since, okay. And she's upset about it, okay. She's pretty competitive. And literally the whole time I'm telling her, the only person that can change this are you and your friends. Yep. Okay, you and the girls on the team. Coach Mouse can't change this. I can't change this. There's nothing I can do. And I'm preaching to her effort the whole time. I'm like, your effort has to be 100% all the time. Yep. And she's not buying it. I mean, this is this has gone on for six weeks. She's not buying it. They go down two goals. They're out. Done. You know? There. So I've been literally, and she's been getting mad at me about, I mean, literally mad at me. Like, I would come to her and I would say, let's talk about soccer. I don't want to. Let's work on this. I don't want to. She's mad. I mean, she is fighting mad, will not talk to me. I go in the other day and I say, Layla, I'm not going to ask you about soccer. I'm not going to. I know you're mad about it. I'm not. We're not going to talk about it anymore. I said, I'm going to tell you one thing. If I don't see 100% effort, we're not doing it anymore. Okay, it's 100% up to you if you want to give effort. Okay, I'm not going to ask you about scoring goals. I don't care if you score goals. I don't care if you play bad. I don't care if you lose. I care if you give 100% effort. Right. Okay? You and your friends are losing because you're not giving effort. Yep. I leave it at that. Literally, I'm not shitting you. Saturday, they lose a close game. Sunday, they have a game, and I'm, I don't say anything to her. I look over on the sideline before the game, and – Mouse sits down and she is yelling at these girls, and she's upset. You're tearing up. Yeah, it's big moment. She's yelling at her teammates. She's encouraging them. She puts her hand in there. Yeah, they're screaming. Yeah, and they come out and they win. Yeah, yeah, that's a proud parenting moment. There, that's absolutely what that is. That's making a breakthrough with your kid to realize so, so that they realize that they are in control of their own destiny. Yeah. And they, and so she comes off later and I ask her, you know, and she, she's dad, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. She got her kids and she got her friends involved and made them all realize that this is on us. You know, that's huge. 
that's and, and and I struggle with that too. Like we, we get different opportunities uh, uh, with with our kids to where they have breakthrough moments where they're struggling for a while and struggling for a while, and then all of a sudden they realize I'm in control of change here. I'm in control of whether I succeed or fail, and that is it's like a light bulb moment as a parent where you finally land that connection and make that uh make that connection with them and they change it um my older son is kind of a little more on an even pace right now but my younger son is very very similar to that where he was struggling with some things and it was never his fault and it was just it just the world's against him and all of this kind of stuff and you stay consistent and you stay passionate and you stay working with them. And then all of a sudden, like literally last night, I had a conversation with my son about, hey, you've changed a lot in this area and it's really cool. And it there's nobody else to give credit to other than you. You've put in the work. You've done better. You're now <clears throat> seeing the results of it. And he looks at me and he's like, yeah, dad, I am. And you're right. It wasn't all those other things. It was me. And now that I've changed me, things are going a lot better. So yeah, I know exactly the feeling that you've got. Yeah, there. dude, yeah. she was. She put her hand in there. I can hear him yelling. Yeah, you know, she's. I'm tired of losing. I can hear her telling them, "I'm tired of losing." Right. You know, and she's got them. They're all riled up. You know, oh, go Sporting K. They play for Sporting KC affiliate team. Yeah. You know, here. And, um, sorry about the emotion there. I no, you're good. I didn't realize that was going to happen. Good. And. Uh, but, you know, she gets them all fired up, <clears throat> and they win, and, you know, they all come off, you know, later, and, I mean, they, they stomped a hole in their ass. Yeah. You know, they finally realized that our effort and our decision to be great is on us. Yeah. They're nine. Will it go to the next game? Who knows? Who knows? But in that moment, you know, th- that's the moment that a lot of us have when we get older, and we're trying to, you know, some of us get it when we're 25, and some of us get it when we're 28, and some of us get it when we're 32. We realize I'm in control of my own destiny. Right. And what I can control. My destiny can be great because I control it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And all those little girls had that. You know, yeah. and they came off. Oh, they're, you know, they're all fired up. And, you know, we talk in the car on the way back. I'm like, hey, you know, what happened? You know, this and that. And she's like, you're right, Dad. I just... I told him that our effort was bad and that we weren't doing what we were supposed to do. And I said, well, who decided to put their hands in? And, you know, because they don't, never had done that before. Well, I told him we were going to do it. Yeah. You know, we watched the sporting games and, yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. these different games. So she picks that stuff up, you know. Yep. And it was all because those kids decided they wanted to do that. Well, and some of it, too, And it's is just – it's we can – if you're 35 – and you've never come to that moment of self-realization that I can do it. All I have to do is change my own mental aspect of where I am and and my attitude of I can do it. You can still do it. It's never too late. Yeah. You could be 65. It's never too late. Dude, that's why on the to recent, get there. On the recent show, we talked about the law of averages and how to win the law of averages. And I was encouraging people to do the 75 hard program. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I have no affiliation with that program at all. However, I've gone through it and I know exactly what it takes. 
And if you're if you're contemplating whether you have the discipline or you have the control or you have the power to change yourself, you go do a program like that or anything similar to that. You go do that and put in that much effort and that much dedication yeah. and that much discipline for that long. There's nothing you can't do. And, and we all have breaking points in life. We all lose the final game that we're like that clicks in our head that we're not going to lose anymore or we're not going to lose repetitively anymore. Yeah. And, and or if we click. do lose, it's because I, I still gave my all. Right. I right. gave it all and I gave everything gave I had. Up. Yeah. You didn't let the system beat you. Yeah. It may have won, but you didn't let it beat you. You right. gave it everything you had. Right. And that's a successful loss because you're still learning from that. So, yeah. Um, and that's what we talk about on the show. There's yeah. just... We, you're in control. You're in more control than you think you're in. Yeah, yeah. And and so uh, to to kind of wrap things up here with with the Beyond the Void show, we've got we've got a thousand things that are going on every day in our world that can affect our direction in life. If we let the media tell us how to think, and we let the media tell us how to feel, and we let the media tell us what to think. We will never, ever be in control of our own lives. If we want the life that we expect, if we want the life that we dream of, we are in control of that. Yeah. And there is nobody that can stand in our way. So stop allowing others to tell you what to think. Stop allowing others to tell you how to think. Start listening to those that are coaching you and teaching you how to get done what you want to get done in this world. Damn right. And then just go do it. There's literally <clears throat> nobody standing in your way. And the moment you think there's somebody standing in your way. It's yourself standing it's yourself. in your way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. um, guys, that about wraps it up for this show. Um, Dave, thanks for thanks for getting emotional with us. Damn, sorry. Nice. You know, usually, like, I, I'm just going to say out loud, I'm a pretty emotional person. Like, I, I cried at Mitch's wedding, giving yeah. my best man toast, yeah. and it was pretty embarrassing. But it, but usually you can anticipate those things. That thing just snuck up on yeah. me, man. Sorry. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's perfectly fine. So, guys, if this show made you think about something in a little bit different way or it made you, uh, made you consider things a little bit differently or if it gave you some insight, do us a favor and share this show with somebody else who might need it. There are tons of people out there in the world that need a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of guidance to help them understand that they are the key to themselves kicking ass in today's world. So um, if you know of somebody that's wanting to start their own business or just needs a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of guidance through life, send them a link right now to this show. Go hit the share button on this show. Send them a link. And, and tell them, hey, check these guys out. They're pretty cool. So Pretty honest. Um, we're pretty transparent. We're pretty honest. Um, there's, there's not much <clears throat> that's going to get under our skin. And, and uh, even with our views, we still come to our decisions with a fairly open and honest viewpoint. We don't have our views simply because we were told to have them. We have our views because we've been proven through life that these views result in the most success. So... Um, until next time, guys, we'll see you later and uh, have a great day.